Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. James Regan and Ben Strang with us this morning. And uh, first up, uh, James Regan. Uh, on the back of his gesture and then his apology, uh, what do you think is ahead for Artie Savia? Does he get a suspension for this uh, throat-slitting gesture or should the judiciary just move on, in your opinion? Uh, yeah, morning, Smithy, morning, Ben. Um, if it was me, just move on. I mean, I'm sure Artie is, is very sorry and, and we saw he apologised after the game. We know he, he's a you know, he's a good guy. He would never do anything to purposely um, upset anyone or that kind of thing. It, it just happened in the heat of the moment. And it seems like one of those things where we constantly ask for excitement and passion and characters from, from rugby players. And then when they do something, and, and this is not great looks, don't get me wrong, but when they do something and it adds a bit of excitement to the game, then we kind of jump on and, and berate them. Like, if he'd have come out and not apologised or not mentioned it at all, absolutely. But he's clearly sorry, clearly wouldn't do it again. And so just leave it at that. I mean, what what else do we want from these players? No one's perfect, um, you know. And and so, yeah, if it was me tonight, the judiciary, just say, mate, that's not a great look, don't do it again, but play on. The interesting thing for me in this, Ben, is that they, they could have done that anyway, um, but... Do they are they just flexing their muscles here, saying we are the ultimate in control here, or are they genuinely going to punish him? I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's an interest. It's an interesting one for me. I, I know they've got to draw on the line of the sand. They don't want this to become the norm. So, where do you sit with it, Ben? Yeah, I think they have to do something. Uh, I, I think a ban. You know, you mentioned Artie's uh, previous record, which is he's been pretty exemplary. Uh, he, you know, you, you can't really say much wrong about the guy, and that's why I think that, you know, yes, uh, uh, say a one-match suspension might be a little bit harsh, but maybe they do need to do something like a suspended sentence or something like that, just to say, look, you, you've been very good on the field in the past. You've set good examples. If you do it again, you'll get, you know, say a three-match ban. I don't know. But but based on the fact that you've never done this before, this seems to have been a one-off, we're going to give you that suspended sentence. But they have to be seen to be doing something because, you know, you can't have rugby players essentially, you know, threatening to kill other people on the on the rugby field. And I know, it would, you know, nothing ever comes to that. But I think about the NBA, for example, where we talk about, you know, the, the excitement that these clashes bring and uh, and that is what you want to see. It's It's fantastic to watch. But if somebody in the NBA made that gesture, they'd be facing a, a lengthy ban. So, uh, yeah, something has to be done. But given his previous record, I think they can just give him a suspended sentence, something like that. Yeah, that's a very interesting point, actually, how would other uh, bodies uh, absolutely deal with it? Uh, so something I, uh, and, and you say, uh, NBA, uh, a sport with such high profile there, um, they would not handle that at all well. Okay, let's move on to the uh, actual playing side of things uh, over the weekend. Um, 
what did you, what did you make of it overall, James, in terms of uh, Super Rugby? Because um, there was uh, an upset, I suppose you'd call it an upset, because uh, the Blues, 16 out of 17, and then they fall to the Brumbies in essentially a, a neutral venue. So probably that, that was the, I guess, the talking point of the weekend. Yeah, I'd say so, definitely. And, and hopefully for the Blues' sake, it's kind of the wake-up call they needed and they can get it out of the way early in the season. They at times looked bit disjointed and I know it was a stinking hot day by the sounds of it in Melbourne. But they just couldn't really get their get their game going. Um, so that's a little bit of a concern. Like consistency for the Blues over the past couple of years has been something they've really been able to be proud of. Um, and so hopefully for their sake they can kind of draw a line in the sand and let, let's not take anything away from the Brumbies either. They're a, they're a very good side who will, you know, as they were last year, be well in the mix with the finals. I think overall it looked like a good weekend. I was a bit surprised. To, I mean, I, I know why they've done it, but to see Super Round so early in the piece this year, they obviously don't want to get mixed up uh, or lost in, in other codes, especially out of Melbourne, but that's kind of a showpiece event you want from Super Rugby, and I don't know if it quite had the desired effect. I'd love to see it moved around in the next couple of years, either coming over to here to Auckland, where I think it would be a massive success, or take it somewhere else. Um, because, yeah, Super Rugby, the first couple of weeks, the product has been amazing. It's really fast. It's a lot better. Um, and so I guess getting that that added fan engagement is probably the next step for, for Super Rugby. And I'm not sure the Super Round has a desired effect uh, and, and other people would know better than I did. But the rugby was great. I think it would be uh, great to see a few more people engaged. Do you fear, uh, Ben Strang, do you fear for the Highlanders? Uh, is it too early to confine them to, um, you know, the, the foot of the table for the season long? Uh, are you seeing any signs there that um, just a poor start, plenty to come? <sighs> It, I mean, yes, it's a poor start and there, there will be more to come. But, yeah, I do fear that they're going to be rooted to the bottom of the table. And uh, I, I just feel like, you know, we talk a lot about the, the sort of decline in the All Blacks over the last few years and the quality of domestic rugby perhaps not being as high as it once was. And I think that probably follows through in the fact that maybe there's enough talent in New Zealand to have four really good super rugby teams and, and players want to gravitate to those and then the Highlanders are kind of left behind. Uh, and, and that's a, a little bit of a worry. Um, I'm not saying that you want to only have four super rugby teams in New Zealand or, or anything like that because it, it's good to have the opportunities there for players, but perhaps the um, the quality of player isn't quite there. Um, and, and I was, uh, you know, just in terms of that round, I mean, I, I find it bizarre that they just hold it in Melbourne, a, a city that doesn't really care about rugby in the first place. But um, I, I did get to watch that Brumbies-Blues match last night and I thought it was fantastic. Um, I think the, 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 the product is much improved with some of the rule changes, the, the speed of the game. And just the way that the Brumbies played, Brumbies sort of led by a, a Kiwi that I know fairly well, Chris Tindall, he's the, the GM of pro rugby over there I think and does a bit of recruiting of Kiwi youth and, and gets them over there and, and I think um, they'll certainly be a team to watch he's, he's been over there a few years now did, did wonders with the Chiefs back in the day with Dave Rennie and uh, maybe making the Brumbies some, something of a force James Regan and Ben String are with us uh, this morning they are our panellists uh, we'll be back uh, very shortly we'll take a quick news break and then we'll uh, shall we talk about the Warriors why not 1-0 and o. we'll do that after the break The Panel 
Right, uh, it is uh, just after 10.33. Uh, we're in the panel, midst of a panel with uh, James Regan and Ben Strang. A really interesting finish coming up to this Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, two players at eight under, six players at seven under, going down the stretch, as they call it. Right, let's get to uh, the Warriors. And uh, let's start with you, James Regan. Uh, well, they were picked to win, and they did it. Um, and they were um, also backed up by a 42-21 to 21 in the reserve grade as well. So a nice little start to the NRL. Yeah, uh, the club will be very happy, and, and they'll be happy with the turnout just quickly that they got in Wellington as well, about 16,000, well over 16,000, turning out in the capital. Um, a, a great way to start the season. Uh, Andrew Webster would have been relieved as well to get his first win as Warriors coach done. So now that, that pressure's off, especially with two tough weeks in Australia uh, taking on the Roosters this weekend. I think the, the biggest takeaway for me is, like, they don't win that game last year, right? They, they probably fold under the pressure um, and, and the Knights probably run over them if this was last year. But Andrew Webster, all pre-season, has, has kind of touched on resilience and the need to be a lot stronger uh, and, and maybe a bit braver even defensively. And they certainly did that. Like, they were asked to defend their line a lot. They dealt with the likes of Caelan Palmer really well. Um, and it's something to build on. It wasn't polished. It wasn't perfect. But the, the players you wanted to step up as well, Tohu Harris, made 51 tackles in that game, which is just remarkable. Uh, and he's going to be massive for them this year. So a lot to like. I'm not sure if we can get too carried away especially with that game against the Roosters. But, uh, yeah, a lot to like from that first week. Crazy results when you look at it over the weekend. Uh, it's just fascinating, the Broncos beating the Panthers. Uh, and then, which uh, for me, Ben Strang, could be one of the great, co- great coaching uh, achievements in the history of uh, rugby league, uh, Wayne Bennett does it 28-18 for the newly formed Dolphins over the Roosters, probably the favourite this year. Talk us through that. Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? I just, um, you know, he just sort of adds to his coaching legacy with, with remarkable results. Uh, to, to you know that, I, I don't know what the odds were on the Dolphins finishing wooden spoon, but they'd be pretty close to it, wouldn't they? Um, and mm-hmm. uh, and to to turn that around and, and get an opening. I mean, it is early in the season, so so we'll we'll see if if that continues as the season goes on. It's always hard to tell in the first round whether. One team's particularly rusty and, and the other is particularly good. But what we know about the NRL is even if you don't have a bunch of stars, if you can, uh, you know, put a, put a, you know, have a coach that puts together really good game plans. And I think the crucial thing is uh, how, how your team defends. If you can defend well and restrict your opposition, then you can have a very successful season without necessarily having massive star names. And perhaps that's something the Dolphins can do. And and that is actually that's the thing that I think the Warriors did really well is is their defence seemed to be absolutely on point, and if we have a, a Warriors team that defends stoutly all season and seems to to want to stop the opposition, then uh, then they can have a very successful season, I would think. Yeah, interesting. I, I couldn't. Um, I I found it hard to. Re- um, if you said to me I, you didn't watch any league over the weekend, reading out some of those results, um, James Regan, I would have thought, you're kidding me. You, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit like that, which is, you know, if you, if, 
you're just a fan of rugby league, it's great. I mean, the Broncos, you never really know what you're going to get with them, but for them to go out and do what they did to the Panthers and really grind out a win, and like it's kind of the same. Like The Panthers would have gone on to win that last year, but I think they'll be a little fatigued. Um, we saw them lose that game against St. Helens, and we thought they'd bounce back. But for the competition as a whole, the opening weekend was great. The action was amazing. We saw some players really emerge and, and have great games, and it's going to be a fascinating season. I think it's going to be much more open than we've seen in the past couple of years. And you're right, those results, particularly the Dolphins, I'll, I'll hold my hand up. I thought they'd get put to the sword against the Roosters last night. And they were just, yeah, unreal. Tremendous spirit. Um, and rugby league is off to, a, to an absolute flyer this year. Great. It has, actually. Um, as opposed to, um, to James, uh, the Breakers, um, I was pretty disappointed with that last night. I thought the hard part had been done. Um, and then they come home, and it's just a, a wild sort of a trend that you just can't win at home, it seems, in these com- uh, these playoff situations. It's, and, and in fact, against the, the Sydney Kings, I don't think either side has won one in the regular season at home either. Yeah, and that'll, that'll probably be the most frustrating thing for the breakers is they went over to Sydney in game one and did an absolute job on them. And then they, you know, they basically made it harder for themselves because now they've got to go back over to Sydney again and, and try and get a result, which is is really tough. They've obviously done it and they can do it, but they would have wanted to really make a bit of a statement in game two and, and go do an up, obviously, and at home and then give themselves a little bit of breathing room going back across the Tasman. So they'll be really frustrated. I'm sure Modi Maul will have um, read the right act to them a little bit um, and they'll, they'll bounce back, but they've, yeah, they've made it really hard for themselves going into the rest of the series. Uh, it's uh, an odd one for me, uh, Ben, to be honest. Um, I would have thought uh, the great incentive to, to come home is uh, that home crowd. And uh, even with all their experience, uh, they didn't react well to it. Neither has. No, I mean, Sydney did seem to make a lot of changes to, to how they defended the breakers. I mean, the, the shooting percentage was terrible. Um, last night compared to the the first match in Sydney. So clearly they made a lot of adjustments and the breakers didn't adjust to that. They didn't um, react well enough. So I'm sure maybe Modi Mayo will, will have a bunch of changes ready for when they go back to Sydney. Uh, he's he's clearly proven himself as, as you know, top coach in the league essentially. And I imagine he'll have a few more tricks up the breakers' sleeve for, for the next game. But, you know, it's going to be a... It's going to be an interesting tussle seeing how the coaches can adjust things as the as the series wears on. It is indeed. Um, other things uh, over the weekend of uh, interest uh, to um, the uh, the EPL. Uh, some interesting results there over the weekend, James. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. Very uh, well, very pleasing results, especially, uh, especially this morning. Uh, I'd like to give a big shout-out to my colleagues, Alex Chapman and Andrew Cordy, Manchester United fans, if you are listening. Uh, very good morning to you. Um, yeah, wow, well, what can you really say? 7-0. That's a, a thrashing of massive proportions. And any Liverpool fans out there, enjoy it. Enjoy it today. I certainly will be. Um, and there's not really much more I can say other than what a game and what a time to be alive. Well, I've got to give you an opportunity, Ben Strang, as well. To reflect on this, are, are you enjoying life at the moment, right now? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I have a couple of questions for you, uh, Ian. Uh, has um, has Ricardo Ball 
called in sick today would be my first question. Uh, I, I, I imagine he's feeling a little under the weather this morning, which is fantastic. Um, it's been a not good, very bad season for Liverpool, but when a result like this happens, it brings a very wide smile to my face. And I'm hoping that um, Logan in the back room there is loaded up. You'll never walk alone to go out on because that's, oh, there it is. What a what a fantastic day it was. So I, I'm a very happy man this morning, Ian. Just for you, just for you Liverpool fans, for you, James Regan, who obviously is enjoying it, for Ben Strang, digest this, digest this, my friends, digest this, 7-0, just sit back and enjoy. There's a golden sky and the sweet sail.